1-9-3-C. So I am hanging out with the hubby. Of course, late night eating. So we're just leaving this um, little kickback house party and I have a question. Do people respect, acknowledge, or even care about the wedding ring? I'm at this party and literally two guys shoot their shot in front of my husband. Like, yo, let me get your number. What's up? I got a whole wedding ring on. Apparently, I need a bigger one, right? Is that what it is? Answer the question. Do people respect it or not? Let me know. All right. So, um, all right. With what he said, I fully understand that some guys just don't care at all. But I'm sorry, not, but do not care at all if you're with someone and just a reaction in general um it's just that mainly guys not fully but mainly guys um that act like that have absolutely no respect um about anyone's relationship Period. <laughs> That's all I have. All right. My initial reaction is I love love, particularly successful same gender love, love, <laughs> right? And it warms my heart and adds to my hope, hope for the future, it does. And my connection, I remember as a kid, and this is what it reminded me of. As a kid, I used to be like, I don't want to exchange watches with my, at the time I assumed that I was like everybody else, so with my wife. And I was like, I don't want to exchange um, rings, rings. I don't want to exchange rings with my wife because that's so boring and played. I'd rather for us to exchange watches because at, at the time I particularly loved watches, like particularly uh, not smart watches because I'm an early eighties baby. So that wasn't a thing in my childhood, but um, like I had a calculator watch and stuff like that. I, I, I liked watches. And um, I'll say that um, the ring is a matter of tradition, right? It is. Yeah. And as an, as I am aging, I am getting better at a ring spotting. But it, it's not for the sake of me being like, oh, he, he got a ring. I, I want to, I, I don't, I can't holler at him. No, it's not for that purpose, because um, I am too shy to just holler at dudes, generally. And I don't like rejection. I've tried it three times in my life. I, I tried hollering at three dudes, and I got rejected all three times. So I'm like, I don't need to try to holler. Anyway, um, 
I assume that everyone is heterosexual until they prove otherwise. So that that that's ring or no ring. That's my assumption. And perhaps it's not deliberate disrespect, but people just don't know. Because many people will wear rings on any finger. And sometimes it's just wishful, wishful trying to convince themselves of love that they'll have in the future. Like, I'll put it on my ring finger just, you know, in, in hopes. You know, sometimes people do it like that. And I will say that uh, tradition does have its many benefits and, but many people are less traditional nowadays. And <laughs> what he was saying, it was a small kickback event. So people should have known each other at such an event. And I think, I'm sorry. Is that my timer? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I'll finish in my one minute. Go ahead. With your one and one. One and or one. Um, uh, yeah, we are in C. Um, pretty much it's just a short statement is straight to the point and it's like really because people don't seem to expect relationships at all now but yeah my well not even really a full sentence but a statement would be go find your own peace <laughs> All right now. Peace and peace. I know that's right. A anyway. P-I-E-C-E-P-E-A-C. All, All right. So I will take a one minute and finish up. And I was saying it it he said it was like a small kickback with people, you know, relaxed atmosphere and people just knowing each other. So I I, I would think that if it's just a group of people who know each other that people should know that he's married and people yeah, should know that it would be a group of friends. So uh, let, let me finish my, my uh, oh, sorry. sorry, but yeah, you know, so a, a small kickback with a group of people who perhaps they knew, you know, e either way, it's a small group of people, wh whatever. And I like to think the best of people, but maybe some people can be thirsty, desperate, and unaware newcomers to the group, right? And I have no hate for that because I've, uh, I, I, I've been down that road of um, thirsty desperateness, you know, uh, I'm thirsty sometimes. I, I, I can be, but Sometimes people might go, go back to that thinking that you're wearing it for another reason. Because again, in this liberal world, many people buck tradition and will do it for whatever reason. 
for fashion, stuff like that. Now, some people are like, fuck that. I, I, I don't care. I'm going to shoot my shot. It's Wednesday. Uh, and and that, that, that's my uh, throwback to our good friend, the gay dating coach, uh, Lamont White, who, who was talking about the ring situation. And um, his hit show, Shoot Your Shot Wednesday. Anyway, but um, my one sentence is, I'd like to think the best of people. And sometimes it's an innocent mistake powered by powerful thirst energy. Sometimes it's not, though. I don't know. Anyway, are we ready for the last topic before we do our timeless tea with the cards? Yay. <laughs> the last topic is... Hashtag unwelcoming quintessence at Kala underscore B at official Samson. Hashtag verse TV 193 D. Let's talk about Christians in the gay community. Watch this. When you limit Sodom and Gomorrah to simply a lesson on homosexuality, you have missed three things. Number one. Sodom and Gomorrah is not about same gender love. It's about violence and rape. A mob of men want to rape innocent men. This is not same gender love. This is violence. And when we talk about same gender love, if you equate same gender love to violent acts, you have disrespected the conversation. Him loving him is not the same as a mob of men trying to rape somebody. Not to mention that the Bible says in Ezekiel 16 verses 49 and 50 that the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah wasn't same-sex lust. It was pride, gluttony, and an unwillingness to care for the poor and needy. The reality is that the Bible has been used as a tool of hate for a very long time. And that's why you have to read it for yourself. Let me know what you think. Ooh. My initial reaction is... First of all, I, I was actually sent this video by a fellow deep thinker such as myself. And looks wise, the preacher, he reminds me of a guy that I once knew. Anyway, but, but yeah. And talking about Usher, right? A anyway, so, and back to that Usher thing. Clearly, I, 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 I love Usher. Right, period. So um, I partially fear that this preacher would take that sermon to an anti-SGL place because it is an edited clip and it's like, mm, well, well, how could he? But he might. And I don't know. Maybe it's just my personal years of biblical shame and shade that contribute to my uh, concern there, but to be told, it bothers me when 
other parts of the Bible, the, when the Bible references the men of the town, people can acknowledge, well, back in the day, women were considered second-class citizens, so the writers of the Bible don't speak to the fact that it was men and women. They just say men to mean everybody. But in the case of the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, we take it all literally, literally. That, well, they said the men of the town, so they must just mean the, I almost cussed unnecessarily, so I won't, but it must just mean the gay men in, in the town. Maybe it was just a town filled with gay men. And I remember this book that I read, The Children Are Free, Reexamining Biblical Evidence for Same-Gender Love. They spoke, they're like, even in cities like San Francisco that are extremely gay, it's not 100% gay. Even in cities like Atlanta that we love, it's not 100% gay. That's just not how it works. Anyway, but it, it bothers me how people just, for Sodom and Gomorrah, it's like, well, the Bible says men, so they must be talking about men only, because even that preacher who is clearly somebody who, who's a little more open, like, didn't make that distinction that everywhere else that the Bible just says the men, we comfortably accept that the Bible is talking about the townspeople. Anyway, there's another story in the Bible where uh, of another Ennis, I'll do it in my one minute, basic complexity, what's your one and one? No, what, what's your whole uh, speech? Okay. Um, the one thing about some Keyword some. I'm gonna make that very clear. Some questions um, that has always annoyed me to no end was how they try to turn the Bible into like some type of vocal weapon. Um, and knows that some key things like no one sin is greater than another um yeah no one sin if even consider it a sin is greater than another And that's what I have. I, I, I personally uh, take issue when, when people are like, no one sin is greater than the other. Because I'm like, but that means that you're implying that it's a sin. Anyway, but oh, well, uh, oh, oh do. you're acknowledging that if it was a sin. I, I, I get that. I, yeah. I get that. I'll say for... Uh, those who have read the entire Bible, there is yet another story in the Bible that they actually, the townspeople gathered to rape some angels. The men gathered to rape some angels. And the person who was 
conversing with the angels, protecting the angels. He gave them his daughter. They raped his daughter and moved on satisfied. Stuff like that was not an act of homosexual passion. It's not like they were just like, oh, these angels are so fine. I've got a epic. No, that was, and that, that's what it talks. And the guy even kind of mentioned that, how it was because the town was inhospitable, not friendly, you know? And, and, and that was the problem. And that was the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah as well. And I wonder why we don't speak about that one very much, huh? We gave him his daughter and they were satisfied with that. Hmm. It's not like it was a part of the Apocrypha anyway. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. My, my one sentence, and this is one, one of my uh, longer one sentences, but um, even the least religious people in the world, homosexual and heterosexual alike, acknowledge such flaws in our logic. If we don't want all faith in our world to go the way of the dinosaur, we must use the Bible to preach love and welcoming, not division and discomfort. All right? Well, my sentiment or statement, however you want to word it, um, would be read the Bible yourself. And do not take the words completely literally. There was some 2,000 years ago. Gotta be a little more realistic about it. And that's all I have. All right. So. We're going to do our card. And the card is coming from tonight's conversation cards. Let's talk. Um, oh, okay. We will do this one. This is, this is fun. Okay. <laughs> Completely at random. It reads... Could you be completely happy in a relationship if the sex was horrible? Explain your answer. Now, one thing as far as the cards, we, we didn't establish who's going first, but we'll alternate with that. You want me to go first since it's the first time? Um, you can. Okay. And this is our timeless tea. So we're just talking. Just two friends chatting, right? Two uh, decade-long plus friends. Okay. <laughs> Could you be happy in a relationship if the sex was horrible? Absolutely. Um, I'm very, very not motivated by sex. Like, that's just not a thing for me. Now, I, I acknowledge that People have different levels of sex drive, right? And let me. Yeah. 
people have different levels of sex drive. And I might get with somebody who has a slightly higher sex drive. Now, I, I emphasize slightly because there has been a time that, that I've been with somebody within a very high sex drive and I could not, um, I, I, I tried, I tried my best, but I, I did not meet his needs. And as a result, he just uh, went out and fucked the town. Anyway, but um, so, yeah. Um, do, do you have an initial reaction? Uh, what's your initial reaction to that? And then I have a, a little more to say. Uh, um, just when it comes to relationships and definitely when it comes to sex, yes, things like that do happen. I get that. Um, now, would I end a relationship because the sex is not great? Not necessarily, but we will work on it. That's all I got. You, you know, oh, oh, okay, so I have questions for you. So this is good. Mm -hmm. you, you say not necessarily. And um, by the way, you can follow up with questions with me after my answers as well. You know, we can have back and forth like that, but after the answers. So um, you say, that you probably wouldn't. It's like, oh, okay, under some conditions you would. Now, also, you, you say we'll work on that. And what it reminds me of, I am a fan of Kevin Samuels, um, who last year passed away, actually. But his, his advice lives on it. And I receive his advice like because I'm trying to get a man. He gives it, he gives advice for women to well, he gives advice with large mainly women calling into his show for advice. And I receive it because hetero women. And I receive it because, well, they're looking for a man, I'm looking for a man. Okay, so it works. You know, sometimes hetero men call a show too, but um as far as the, we'll work on that, it reminds me of when women call in to the show and it's amazing how many hetero women are like, my man has to make six figures. Like how many men do you think make six figures? They're like, my man has to make $500,000 a year. Otherwise I won't be satisfied. Like really? How many people make that much? Anyway, but what do you, what Kevin Samuels says in response is the average, I, I, I think he said like the average man makes $51,000 a year. The average black man makes $41,000 a year, mm. right? You know, <laughs> and it's, he's like, th that's what it is. You know, and sometimes w women will call in and they'll be like, yeah, well, I mean, he'll start off making 41000 but once he gets with uh, a boss like me, he'll be making 
more. Like I'll teach them how to make more. It's like Kevin Samuels is like, no, that's what he makes. That's what it is. It's not gonna change because of you. The average is that. That is the average, statistical average. Not saying statistical average, uh, minus the fact that they haven't found that magic woman to raise their average yet. No, he's like, the number is that. That's what it is. So as far as the, the sex thing, it's like, <laughs> saying that that you'll work on it well what if that's what it is how, how would you handle that well then in that case it's still something we would have worked on it. if it don't work it don't work that's not that is that the definite end of a relationship Uh, but it's possibly one of those sometimes the reason it will end, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, but I mean, in that case, a lot of things gotta pile up. It wouldn't just be that alone. Okay, so 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 that's not in a. E-L-E -E action, but connected to some other things, it can um, accumulate, uh, what's the word, aggregate or, or something into um, a an E-L-E -E action, extinction level event, right? Now, speaking of extinction level event, and since this is free tea, I don't have that much battery left. But um, I, I I think we're good for another couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know what? I don't know about I. Cheating in and of itself for me is not an automatic ELE. It depends on the grounds of the cheating, you know, and. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking with, with somebody um, who says that people should get the word cheating out of their vocabulary and not yeah. look at it that way. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. That's kind of my reaction too. But he's, he's like, that's not how it should be seen. And I'm like, He's the deep thinker who uh, sent me that the, the, the video on uh, the the guy, the, the preacher guy, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so, so he, he's a deep thinker on things and he knows what he's talking about. I, <laughs> I, I, I think it comes down to having to define what Yes, because th this is what it is. So just having sex with somebody else, maybe in your relationship, that's not what you define as cheating. But if yeah. you break the whatever the covenant 
is that you establish with your partner. If you break whatever rules you establish with your partner, maybe you have an open marriage. That means it's not breaking the rules. But if you establish X, Y, Z rules or, or like the sister in the, the uh, first video, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, J, K, I, you know, if, if you establish those rules and whatever they are and it's broken, it's a broken rule. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, I'm like, that's what I should ask him. Like, like, what do you think about broken rules? What do you think about broken rules, basic complexity? Uh, broken rules in that definitely varies, but well, for one, it's not gonna look good on whoever, period. Um, the response might be something subtle, it might be something major, who knows? Wow. <laughs> and when do you establish those rules? That's a very good question because people are so ridiculous when it comes to relationships and mm -hmm. well, are, are, are we dating? Are we talking? Are, are we bop, 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 in anything? Are we in an actual relationship? It's like, what? So at what point in getting through all of the ridiculous confusion, just, just like the video by, um, Lek Utraya that, that we showed on uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago, you know, how people have so many different definitions of where they are in terms of relationships. My question to you is, at what point are the rules of the relationship firmly established? In my personal opinion, I think all that should be laid out from jump, the very beginning of the relationship, you to go over the rules, um, but you definitely won't tolerate. And yeah, that varies. And you know what's wild is when it comes to relationships, I believe the children are the future, peace and well, and let them lead the way. I believe in terms of relationships that people often assume certain basics of relationships. So something that they think is like, well, all relationships should be this. So that guy should understand that by default, but they don't, you know, and it, it's different things for different people. So well, I agree with that. Yeah, mainly, yeah, I see your point. On, on, on what date? Like, like, are, are you all going to go to uh, 
I'll just say it because I, I, I like it. R Romano's macaroni grill and talk about it on like the, the first day that you say, okay. So the first day that you all establish that you are exclusive, is that when you're going to be like, these are the rules of our relationship? Or is it that the fact that you've established that <laughs> that you're exclusive do, will you feel like oh we finally crossed that bridge we don't need to go through anything else right now how do you feel about that I still think that should all be discussed from the very beginning and not use not make assumptions because really <laughs> assumptions and it was something my well former stepbrother said that was very true he said assumptions first three letters in assumptions a s s that is what you make out of yourself you make assumptions without being very clear. Yeah. And, and even think that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you finish. Um, no, I was just going to say when he said that, it really stuck with me. It's like he got a point. But yeah. How often do you do that in, in your relationships? How often do you actually take the time to say, you know what, now that we're official, let's take uh, take 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 out a this note and uh, we, we'll take some notes on the rules of our relationship. How often have you actually done that? Be honest. Well, uh, first off, I definitely willingly took a seven year break from relationships. So mainly my 20s, I was just single. And okay. sorry. Go ahead. Uh yeah. Um before that I was really in all honesty, I was just too young and it didn't quite sink in. <laughs> well, <laughs> Um, you're sidestepping the answer, but I, I, I'll just leave it alone and say one, I've not done that because of the fact that, um, well, I, I try to speak very honestly with people, but, um, I, I've not had that opportunity really yet to 
day. Oh, okay. Now that we are A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Now we must establish element O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V. You know, <laughs> as far as the rules of the relationship. And I, I, I do think it's beneficial. Um, and I, I get it. Some people are probably like, well, you know, we talk so much. I know so much about him, but I, I, I think that it is important to just like the brother therapy, Jeff says, you know, establish these rules at therapy, Jeff, establish these rules on the onset of the relationship. You know, because a lot of people just assume things. Well, when I spoke with them before and I spoke with them about McDonald's, he said that um, fast food is not good. So I assume that we will never be able to go to fast food or something. And I agree. But next thing you know, he's going to fast food because he's like, I said fast food isn't good, but that doesn't mean I don't go to fast food, you know? So... <laughs> Uh, a lot of times people can assume things that they should not assume. Anyway, basic complexity, do you have anything else to say, my friend? Um, nothing I could necessarily think of. All right. Hashtag Verse TV family. This has been week 193. And 93 is special for many reasons of hashtag <laughs> verse TV. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Hashtag verse TV. And <laughs> did I? I might not. I hope I did. All right. I'm Aaron Mack. You can find me, Aaron Mack, at versetv.com. That's A A R O N. M C K at B E R S T E A V dot com. You can find hashtag Verse TV all over the social media landscape. Just search hashtag B E R S T E A V and whatever your favorite social media medium is. And there is a good chance that we will be right there. Right there waiting for you. You remember that song by Monica and uh, one, actually technically it was 112 featuring Monica. You remember that? Yeah. Um, right here waiting was one of her, wow. All right, I'm showing them definitely a fan. Um, on her second album, The Boys Mind, and you're absolutely right. It was on both albums because um, it, it was on The Boy Is Mine and it was also on 112's, um, what was 112's album around that time? Wasn't, I want to say it's not from 112. No, it was right before that. Then because Room One Twelve was the th wait a minute Room One Twelve was the second album right? 
Yeah, yeah, because part three was their third album. Right. So it was Room 112. Yeah, they have it on Room 112. Anyway, right here waiting for you. Just do a search hashtag Verse TV and we'll be right here waiting for you. I'll give you extra points. I'll give you extra millennial points. If you, now we were very young when this came out, if we were even alive, I think we were alive, but we were very young. Who sang the original? Right here waiting for you. Right here waiting. Yes, I know it was a remake. I just don't, I really don't know who sung the original. Some some people might um, call me the stupidest MF, um, <laughs> but I I believe it was Richard Marks. Ah, A R X. Anyway, all right. Basic complexity. Uh, we've talked about so much stuff. Where can we find you? <laughs> well, okay. Um, I am. I could also be found on uh, versetv.com and name is just basic complexity and it's like just take those two words mash them together no space b-a-s-i-c c-o-m-p-l-e-x i-t-y all right. Thank you, social media family, friends. We um, will see you all next time for week 194. Basic complexity has got the 94. Basic complexity might be like, Brent, you know, it, it's so funny how hmm. we're doing this like this. But um, while I love Brandy, um, you're the the bigger Monica fan, so uh, <laughs> you could be like, my uh, Brandy came out in '94, yay! But uh, we have oh, Dion Jenkins commented. Well, same to you, friend. Thank you. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, um, but 94 is the year Brandy came out and you get 94, so you, or you get four. So you might name 94 Brandy. You might name my, one of my favorite albums by Beyonce, uh, four. Four, four. is one of my favorite yeah. albums by Beyonce. And, um, yes, I love album. four. I do too. That's one of my favorites. And, um, it's now tied for that and Renaissance. Renaissance and Four, my two favorite Beyonce albums. Period. You know what? I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm loving Beyonce. I, anyway, but um, <laughs> yes. So um, you could name that uh, for your four next week. And then the following week, I get five. So I could name the fact that Monica came out in 95, you know, anyway. Or I, I knew 
that Brandy came out before Monica was well aware of that was even a big thing. But um, yeah, Brandy's first album, yeah, I believe I did already know it was the year prior to Monica's first album. And at the end of the day, I honestly think it was like just a couple of months apart. And that's probably right. Right. Anyway. All right, social media family. Week hashtag verse TV week 193. Signing off. We'll see you all next time. 9:35 p.m. Um, like 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 Whitney Houston did, um, followed by Nelly at, at the award show when they they were applauding her, and she was like, "Oh, thank you." Applause back to you. Anyway, talk <laughs> to y'all later. Peace. VerseTV.com. Stay black. Have a good night. Hashtag VerseTV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, aka Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV Family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV Family. One, nine, three.